episode 542 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you've been playing it for ages or you're just hopping on now because of the sick Lord of the Rings set. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And speaking of the Lord of the Rings set, that's what we're going to be talking about today because this weekend is the pre-release. Ah! We are going to have Judge Rob on. Yes. Usually we only have Judge Rob on for main set releases, but considering that this is a full set, yeah. that it's going to be fully draftable, we have a pre-release for it. Yes. All these cards are going to be modern legal. We thought Judge Rob's got to come on here Judge and talk Rob's to us about gotta it. Judge Rob's got to come on here. And you know, quite frankly, we just miss Judge Rob. Also, Judge Rob, it's a, you know, it's a great time having him on telling us all about how we cards We just work. wanted to selfishly talk to Judge Rob. Yep. <laughs> That's and now us. you also get to benefit from that by hearing Judge Rob's thoughts on the new mechanics. Like, I mean, the the ring temps you mechanic is weird, yes, right? It's very so, weird. But don't worry, he will he you. will lay out what's happening. Yeah. So he'll he'll come talk to you about that mechanic, about all the other new mechanics that we're gonna see in this set, and some weird and tricky cards and interactions that might come up at your pre-release. We want you to be prepared. So he's gonna tell you all about it. The pre-release is happening this weekend. There's gonna be the early access streamer yeah. event that's happening Thursday and Friday this week. And then of course the release on the twenty third. Wow. So before we get into the sandwich of this episode, <laughs> we're going to uh, have the fries, the chips. We're going to have the chips. Okay. Which is us thinking everyone who oh, brings this episode to you. Great. Oh, yeah. Chips because we're very British because exactly. it's Lord of the Rings. Yes, we're very British. We're going to eat chips and then we're going to eat sandwich. I think it's just so cute that you can go to a chippy. <laughs> in the UK and that's yeah. where you get like fish and chips. Yeah. I'm going to the chippy. It's adorable. It is very adorable. <laughs> also adorable. Everyone who supports you. the show over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. <sighs> Thank you so much to everyone who is a patron. Yes. We we are so, so thankful for you. Uh, become a new patron. You'll get a shout out the episode dedicated to you. Um, I'm going to tell you when that's going to happen in just a minute, but we would love to celebrate you and to welcome you into our discord community, which is just the best place to talk about magic it's so much fun thank you also to people who have become annual members in this past week yes. or become new patrons or increased their pledges thank you to victor yeah you are truly the victor of patreon you are the victor you're the, you're the winner of patreon yes. today yes uh joshua we're not josh and you when we say <laughs> that you're the best <laughs> Am I going to keep doing this? Yay, yes. Joshua. Conan. Conan. You're no barbarian. No. Because no barbarian would support something as great as Good Luck High Five. That's so true. So true. Conan. Um, and Owen. Owen. We be Owen you a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Everyone just that turned off great. the podcast. That one is everyone great. Everyone just turned <laughs> off the podcast. They're like, I'm done here. Nope. Oh, this episode is for you, everybody. Owen went and became a patron just based on that alone. You thank get this you Lord so of the Rings much. episode. So thank you for being patrons. You can get a thank you like that by going to yes. patreon.com slash Magic. We'd love to have you. Um, we are going to thank everybody who becomes a patron over the next three weeks when we return to the show on July That's 11th. Right. Yeah, everybody, we're taking a summer vacation here at Good yes, Luck High Five. Yes, we are. The upkeep, if you didn't listen to that this week, by the way, is on summer hiatus for three weeks. Yeah. But don't worry, nothing's going to happen. We recorded some Good Luck High Five episodes. Yes. Uh, so don't worry. We wouldn't leave you hanging. No, no. 
You, you need your summer fun. You need your summer fun. We're going to be here for you. So the next three weeks are going to be episodes for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but we won't be able to thank you live until the week of July 11th. That's right. When we will thank everybody who became patrons in that hiatus. So to get a bite of that episode for yourself. A, a tasty morsel. Exactly. Of that chip and sandwich. <laughs> Become a patron. I'm gonna. I've, I've got to tell you a story. Okay. To tell you why we're going on vacation, everybody. Yeah. It's because I'm getting married. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and so, like, that's a good enough re- reason for like yes. the first vacation in Good Luck I Five history, history in our decade plus yes. of doing this show. Um, and if you want to get me a wedding present, guess what? You can become a patron or wow, a pledge. Get Maria a wedding present. I will consider a wedding present. Become a patron. Um, the, I, the reason I have to tell you is not only to let you know why we're going on this break, but because I have to tell you a story. <laughs> that happens. So right. my fiance Will, um, who's been on the show by the way before, talking about Warhammer, um, uh, had a dream last night. And he was like, "I had a I had a nightmare," and I was like, "What was it?" And he was like, "Well, I had a dream that you told me that you didn't want to continue this relationship. You know, pre wedding like yeah. jitters dream." And I and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. That sounds terrible." And he's like, "Yeah, except it wasn't you, but it was you. You know what I mean?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I totally get it." And I'm like, "But wh- who was I?" And he was like, "You were Dwayne the Rock Johnson." <laughs> Johnson yeah. was me saying, I don't, well, I don't know if I this. can do this wedding. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that Will's type was Dwayne the yeah, Rock I Johnson. Know. I know. I learned so much about him. That's really, that's really fascinating. Do I seem similar to The Rock? Uh, do I we can, share? I can honestly say, Qualities? having recently watched Fast and the Furious yeah. 5 yeah. and 6, no. I've, I have never flexed off a cast. That yeah. is true. <laughs> Or thrown a man through a wall. Yeah, not yet anyway, but yeah. there's still time. Or thrown him up through the ceiling, which happens in in Fast 6. But apparently there's some similarities. So, Wow. Here we are. But if you become a patron, I will take it as a wedding present and I'll be so, so thankful. Patreon.com slash Magic. Oh, thank oh you as God. well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. The best place to go for all of your card needs, including pre-ordering the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth set. Yes. Do you want to get your hot little hands on the set? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You can order at a Card Kingdom. Uh, they're a fabulous company. We support them fully, and they've supported us for most of the lifetime of this show. Yeah. Uh, so they're fantastic. Really wonderful. Um, so pre-order like, that it's now. It's kind of wild to me to think sometimes how long Card Kingdom has been a sponsor. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's and unusual. Years and years and years. In, in this day and age. They're so wonderful. For anything to happen for a sustained years and years and years. <laughs> I had a nightmare where Dwayne the Rock Johnson was Card Kingdom telling me that they couldn't continue this sponsorship. Thank you, Card Kingdom, for not being Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And continuing this sponsorship. And instead being Dwayne R. Rock Johnson for wow. all these years. Turning off the podcast. Turning off the podcast. Hey everybody, it's time to talk Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth, Middle-Earth with Judge Rob. Hello. <laughs> Judge Rob, hopefully you're better at saying words than I am today. That that remains to be seen. Uh, are you excited for Lord of the Rings? I am. The set looks sweet. It's got tons of legends with tons of words on them that do interesting things. Uh, they decided to cram everything from four books into and an appendix into one set. Yes. Which means that there's not a lot of room for, you know, vanilla creatures other than the two reprint vanilla creatures that inexplicably exist in this set. <laughs> like, well, you know, <laughs> I, 
They're the only reprints. There's three reprints oh. in the main set, right? I didn't, I wasn't aware of the, okay, tell me the reprints. Uh, the reprints, so there's Trailblazers Boots is reprinted in the box topper. Okay. As an alternate art. All right, sure, um, I'll give them, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and then there's, um, there's a, there's a tutu goblin for red and one. Um, okay, and so they reprinted a random goblin. Yeah, they reprinted this like random goblin, and they reprinted Knight of the Order from um, from Eldraine. Oh, okay. Which is a which is a sure. It, which is a white and two for a three two human knight. But everything else, everything else is Lord new in the this Rings set. So everything else is totally new. Wow, these are just Incredible. super generic. I don't know why these were reprinted. They're just there. <laughs> um, <laughs> they could have been in the. Tolkien was like, mm, I feel like I could write about this goblin. Yeah, but I'm not going to. Yeah, and the, but I, they knew wizards. Yeah, it's knew just a random knight. That he thought about yeah, it. So. <laughs> they're they're just there. So everybody, pre-release coming up this weekend. Yes. Rob's going to get you ready for everything. We're going to go over the new mechanics, returning mechanics, and tricky cards. But before we do, uh, Rob, it's time for your uh, P your pre-release PSA. Yeah, your PPSA, if yeah, you will. PSA. <laughs> you do not have to change people's minds. Uh, sometimes you could just let them have a different opinion than you, um, and especially opinions about art and writing are super malleable, super different from person to person. Uh, my example is I've read the four books that this is based on, The Hobbit and the the three main Lord of the Rings books. I haven't read anything else by Tolkien. I don't think that his writing's very good. His world building's great. His writing's not great. Other people have a different opinion of Tolkien's writing than me. And uh, you don't have to convince me to change my mind. I don't have to convince you to change your mind. We can just have different opinions on his works. Uh, this includes art based on Lord of the Rings. The art in this set is incredible. It, in my opinion, I love everything. Magali did some incredible pieces. Oh, uh, like yeah. Everybody really knocked it out of the park. They spent a lot of time on this. Uh, you can have different opinions about whether or not the art is good or appropriate to Lord of the Rings or whatever than me, and you don't have to change my mind. It's fine. You could just just have a different opinion and then just not go on a giant tirade at me at it, about it. It's okay. Judge Rob, um, your PSA written here in our shared document says... Um, I really want this to be die mad. Is there a nice way to say that? And I'm just going to say, like, you can just say die mad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we're right here on this podcast. We're pro. In this instance, die mad about it. I, I left that in because I didn't bother to delete it of, like, I was thinking through what I was going to say. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm just letting you know. Maria and I. Oh, yeah. We said well, it the other week. We'll yeah. just say die mad. Yeah. yeah. You, can be, I, I you have a much kinder, more nuanced, like gentle way of saying it. And Maria and I are here to be like die mad. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my other line is let people be instead of poking the bear that you disagree with. Like just, I just go, yeah, that's okay. Now I understand you a little bit more because you have this opinion. Good. Um, Cause that's the other half of it. What is, a kind way to put yeah. it. Well, you, you don't have to convince people that their opinion sucks either is, the, is the other half of it. If their opinion sucks, that's, that's fine. Now, you know, <laughs> It's true. Sometimes now you know. Uh, you also want to tell people about the extra card in these yes. packs, which was a problem last pre-release. Yeah, at the at last pre-release and the pre-pre-release. Yeah. So the it, this it has the six normal booster packs from the pre-release kit. It has a promo that is date stamped that is a normal card from the set with normal art, and then it has a Bilbo's Party borderless card. Those are only available in pre-release kits, I believe, and they are super special. The problem is that they're not color balanced. And so they, Wizards doesn't want you to play them. Wizards learned their lesson on this years ago and then had 
head trauma and forgot. I mean, it's very strange. <laughs> that's the way. Yeah. That's the way it works. Yeah. So <laughs> trauma does to your brain. So you can play your you can play your stamped promo. That's yes. all good. But yep. what you can't play is this Bilbo's yes. party. The, yeah, the extra borderless card. B- Bilbo's party card. There's six of them. It's Gandalf, friend of the Shire, wizards, rockets. There's a Frodo. There's a Samwise. There's a like it, it's it's just six things that are at Bilbo's party. They all form a big a big single unit piece of art, which is very cool looking. The cards are very cool. You cannot play them as part of your pre-release pool. Yeah, um, wizards don't do this again. <laughs> yeah, the, you learned <laughs> your lesson. My, there's you knew, my opinion. You knew better. Like yeah. back in the day, pre-release so promo. Yeah, everybody used to get the same pre-release promo, and you have to tell them. Emrakul the Aeon Storm is not playable in your pre-release today. This is for you to take Sad. home and keep. And then they were like, "Look, we're just going to make it all the rares in the set." Yeah. With about Return to Ravnica, I think it was somewhere in there. And they said, yep, you can play your promo. We're tired of this. Like, it's very difficult to figure out crap. And that was great. Huge upgrade to pre-releases. And now they're going back to the old way that was kind of frustrating and annoying, but in the worst way possible. I know. It's, yeah. So everybody just be aware. You can't play that card. Let other people know they can't. Sorry about it. And it it got goofed at the pre-pre-release because it's it's not obvious. There's no labeling. There's no clear things. If the packet, because it, it. if the packet said you cannot play your Bilbo's party card in your pre-release today, that would be fine. People would read that. They would understand it. Some of them would. And that's more than zero, which is what it is now. And so, yeah. Okay. That's your that's your updates, your PSAs, yes. everybody, for yes. your pre-release this weekend. Don't play the extra card. Uh, but now we'll we're going to... play half your extra cards. Yeah, play... <laughs> <laughs> you can play half. That's the worst part yeah. of this. The foil stamped one you can play. Um, we're going to go into returning mechanics yes. is where we're going to start before we get into new stuff. Um, yeah. And the first one we're going to start with is food. Mm, delicious food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's look at like Peregrine Took here. Uh, Peregrine Took is green in two. He's a two, three legendary creature halfling citizen. Uh, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus an additional food token are created instead. That's I love that. Peregrine, yeah. get on it. He just he just brings he lunch. He brings more yes. food. And you can sacrifice three foods to draw a card with Peregrine. So, yep. Uh food is an artifact. It's a subtype food. It has two tap sacrifice, gain three life. And it just sits out there as a token. Okay. And it's great. And there's a bunch of things like it, like Peregrine took that eat your food for different things. He, if you if you let him <laughs> have a, a big lunch, if you ha- let him have a big lunch, he rewards you with a card. Oh, okay. That's nice. Like, that's what he does. Yeah, right? that's true. It's very so, flavorful. Yeah, it's uh, ooh, flavorful even <laughs> yeah, with food. That's flavorful with food. Double and there's, that. there's a bunch of these. Samwise eats your food. Bill the Pony eats your food. There's a <laughs> well, bunch of things. Of course he does, and he can have as much as he wants. <laughs> yep. He's a very skinny, underfed pony when they first get him, and then he, he rounds out because he eats all their food. Beautiful. Because the, he's the best. Yes, because Bill's the best. Uh, the, the next thing on my list is Scry Matters. So this has been minor themes in other sets. There's like there's like 11 cards that Scry Matters in the set. And they're all the elves. So like oh. Galadriel of Lothlorien is a blue-green one for a 3-3. Three, three, uh, legendary creature, elf noble. Whenever the ring tempts you, which we'll talk about. If you choose a creature other than Galadriel of Lothlorien as your ring bearer, Scry 3. Whenever you Scry, you may reveal the top card of your library. If a land card is revealed this way, put it onto the battlefield tap. All right. Galadriel, Jeez. go off. She's very good. <laughs> um, so it, the the deal with th- anything that like triggers on scrying is you do the scry first, and then the trigger is going to go on the stack. Mm-hmm. So you look at your three cards, you, or you send any number to the bottom, put them back on top, then you trigger Galadriel and reveal the top card. It doesn't trigger until after you're done with the scry. 
or whatever effect is causing the scry. If it's a combined like scry and do something else, you'll do all that stuff. And then the trigger for when you scry will go on the stack. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a handful of cards like this. And Galadriel is very good at her job. Because, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, she, I think it's cool yeah. too because the elves scrying just makes so much thematic sense. Yeah, yeah. it's it, they're wise, right? They they <laughs> they know what happened in the past and can anticipate what's going to happen in the future, right? Cool. It's very cool. Um, amass orcs is back from War of the Spark. It used to be amass. Now it's amass zombies due to oracle changes. A foray of orcs is red and three for a sorcery. Amass orcs two. When you do, Foray of Orcs deals X damage to target creature and opponent controls where X is the amassed army's power. So to amass, uh, to amass Orcs, put two plus one plus one counters in an army you control. It's also an Orc. <laughs> so if it was a zombie army from War of the Spark, it becomes an Orc as well. You added Orcs to your army. Um, if you don't control an army, first create a black, black army creature token and then put the counters on it. So it's always going to make an army. It's always going to get two counters. If there's already an army, that army just gets bigger. Uh, which is the same as War of the Spark, except now they're orcs instead of anything else. And stuff tracks your armies. There isn't anything in the set that royally messes up armies. They have to be super careful. Well, because if, if there was Other a army. Yeah, if, but if there was arrest or pacifism, you could arrest yeah. an opposing army. And then, oh, sure. and and then once you do that, they bad. have to keep amassing on their own army. And that's really and that bad. Oh, sucks. yeah. 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 Okay, so there's nothing in the point. set that does that. Uh, there's something that makes armies a little sad, but it isn't a full arrest. Um, so... Making well, armies a little sad. You know, not hard to do. They're already in a bummer of a situation. It's true. I've read All, all Quiet on the Western Front, and they all hate it. That's what I got from that book. Uh, Lost to Legend is part of the historic cards. There's like five cards that reference historic in the set. Um, it's white, white for an instant. And it says, put target non-land historic permanent into its owner's library from fourth from the top. And it reminds you, artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. There's so many legendary creatures this, in this, this set. This yeah, set is seriously. humongously legendary, and you have the ability to make more things legendary. Um, yep. And so it's wild. Th this is very good removal. Um, the, the word historic just means this subcategory of, like, artifacts and sagas and legendary things. And so anytime that you see historic, even if it doesn't have reminder text, it means those three things. Artifacts, legendary sagas, the end. Yes. Yep. I'm going to try and make a mnemonic so I remember. A-L-S. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I walked into a door I saw closing on my face. <laughs> Unbelievable. So what, is that, what does that stand for again? <laughs> Oh, artifacts, oh, legendaries, and sorceries. Or sagas. My bad. Not even sorceries. Well, no, it didn't even, even help you. No, it didn't even help because other things start with us. <laughs> I delete myself from this show. <laughs> There's no good way to remember. Just wow. remember those three things. Yeah. That's what we've learned. Just magical oh, rocks, goodness. stories about things, wow. and somebody you think is cool. Like... <laughs> That was rough. <laughs> Those are the old mechanics, everybody. Yes. Uh, moving on to new mechanics. The one new mechanic. Yeah. It new takes mechanic. up a lot of mind space in this set, which is the ring tempts you. So uh, ring site here is black, blue, one sorcery. The ring tempts you. Search your library for a card that shares a color with a legendary creature you control. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle. So what is the ring tempting you? 
Uh, the ring tempting you is an emblem that you get as soon as the ring tempts you. It's the ring emblem. And it has four components. Um, first, the first time the ring tempts you, your ring bearer is legendary and can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Well, what's a ring bearer? As soon as you get tempted, you pick a ring bearer. And you can pick the same creature again, and it's optional. You don't have to pick a ring bearer if you don't want to. Uh, and the... Um, you, oh, sorry. You must choose a creature to be a ring bearer. Sorry, brain. Uh, so you have to choose a creature as a ring bearer. That ring bearer is now legendary as long as it's your ring bearer. It's a designation on that creature. Uh, and the the ring gets better at making your ring bearer better at its job, which it wants to become evasive. Or like like on the first one, it says, can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. The old skulk mechanic. Bigger things can't block it. Mm-hmm. Makes hobbits really good at being the ring bearer. It makes a slippery boggle pretty good at being a ring yeah, bearer. Yeah, slippery boggles point that really out. good at it. Yeah. Um, and so the ring will progressively get abilities and it never loses them. The ring emblem, when when you are tempted the second time, permanently gains. Whenever your ring bearer attacks, draw a card, then discard a card. So can I ask a quick question? Yeah. If I have a ring bearer that I've designated, you know, the first time, yep. so I've given them the legendary thing, they can't be blocked by creatures with greater power, yep. then they're killed somehow yep. after they've, you know, done yep. whatever. Um, if I choose a new ring bearer, uh, I get tempted again. Yep. Um, they Does that creature have the first ability and the second ability yep. then? The, the ring has all the abilities. And so as the ring, the ring emblem gets higher up, it keeps those. And then as you pick or move your ring bearer, because when you get tempted again, you can either select the same creature or a totally new creature as your ring bearer. It just gets, it just everything. gets everything that the ring has. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And this means that th- the ring moves the game towards ending, right? <laughs> because the third the third wow. step is whenever your yeah. ring bearer becomes blocked by a creature, that creature's controller sacrifices at end of combat. It's better than death touch because if you have a zero power ring bearer, it's still going to kill the thing. Sure, yeah. And the fourth one is whenever your ring bearer deals combat damage to a player, each opponent loses three life. So you get through with your, your with your one three Frodo and then get them for three more. Um, the the temptation will continue to happen after that point, and you can still choose ring bearers after that point. So but the rings the, are fully powered yeah, up. Yeah, the rings fully powered up. But there's stuff that says that whenever you choose a ring bearer, do a thing. Sure. And so you might want to choose more ring bearers. Um, you you also stop. It also stops being a ring bearer, like you said, when it dies, or if you lose control of it. So if they if they control magic your creature, it stops being your ring bearer as soon as they gain control of it. Yeah. It, it can only be your ring bearer while it's under your control. And then you'll have to the next get tempted again and choose another ring bearer. Um the the cool thing, um, so the pre-pre-release, I found this out, the ring token that comes in the packs um is perforated. And so you can see it has the art on the top and the four abilities underneath it. Yeah. You tear off that top section with the ring on it, and then you can set it on your creature that's your ring bearer. Oh, that's kind of neat. It's very cool. And so you can can use this token both to mark which section of the ring you're on, and then also tear it apart and then set it on your ring bearer to designate the ring bearer. Uh, It's... This is wild, though, because once your ring is <laughs> fully powered up, as I've said, yeah. like it just stays fully powered yep. the rest of the game. Yeah. So and the, the other thing tempted, to, yeah, bro. It, the ring tempting you is a thing that happens in the middle of spells or abilities. So when we looked at ring site up above, yeah. it said that you the ring tempts you and then you search your library for a card that shares a color with a legendary creature you control. Well, your ring bearer becomes legendary. So they become legendary in the middle of Ring sight. If you have no ring bearers and and no legend other legendary creatures, and you cast ring sight, you get to make your bearer legendary and then use their colors to determine how much you're searching for with ring sight. Oh, that's very cool. And yeah. so there's there are I think two cards in the set where do this where it's like the ring tempts you and then do something based on legendary creatures. And so they're like 
be aware that your thing is going to become legendary in the middle of your spell and they can't really do anything about it. Uh, so, And even, um, I should add, even if you don't have a creature to choose when the ring tempts you, if you have no creatures in play, the ring the still, ring still up. ticks up. Yeah. Um, I do want to comment that I want you to think about this set of abilities. These are slow, dirty abilities, right? Like the even the top end, which is trying to kill your opponent, is just adding three more damage to a single attacker. The ring makes a lot of difference in this limited format. Think about what that implies for the limited format. It is slow. Uh, at the pre-pre-release, there were tons of big board stalls with like sneaking through a single ring bear. Sure. Because that's what you, what you want to do to make the ring pay mm -hmm. off a lot. So be aware that there's going to be a lot of these situations. It isn't going to be like a... Like you might be able to get out aggressively and make a big tumbling pile of value as you kill all their stuff. But a lot of the times you'll you'll be like, all right, I'm going to play build a pony and block all your ground creatures, right? Because it's a one four. And then oh. they're going to be like, all right, well, we're going to try to figure this out by getting a ring bearer through a couple of times. I just right? can't wait till they print tumbling pile of value. <laughs> tumbling pile of value. <laughs> Sounds like a great creature. I Look, it's the kind of thing that I'd want in an unset, yeah. right? Generic, a generic limited <laughs> yeah, bomb five. Pile of value. Yes. Well, it, that's a great insight to know. Like, ring bear is going to be important. You're going to yes. want to skulk through that damage because yep. there might be board, board stalls. In yeah, there, there's going to be a bunch of board stalls, and there's like there's a bunch of aggressive looking things like um, Mariadoc, uh, Brent, uh, uh, who's a like a two two haste creature for red white. Looks pretty aggressive, but everything's big enough to block that guy after a couple turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's there's a lot of these like potential slow, dirtily interactions that are going to happen. Flyers are going to be important. It like the the eagles are all great. And so just yeah, the it, it just consider a universe where they've made the ring relevant and figure out like work backwards as to what that limited format has to look like <laughs> in your head. And you'll be like, yeah, for yeah, sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, everything blocks forever, huh? Okay, well, got it. Okay, <laughs> noted. That's, that's what I like. I, I didn't realize what the ring implied for a limited format when they wrote out this list of abilities. Yeah. Uh, come for the rules information. Stay for the hot tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hot tips. All right, yeah. I'm ready. And so let's get on to individual cards then, huh? Yeah, shall we? Yeah, the bag end porter. Green and three for a dwarf. Uh, it's a four, four. Whenever bag end porter attacks, it gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of legendary creatures you control. Uh, so this checks on resolution to determine how big it's going to get. And your number of legendary creatures might have changed between the time it triggered and the time it resolved up or down, depending on whether or not like they kill a legendary creature or you instant speed ring tempt you to make another legendary. So be aware that, and then it locks itself in and then changing the number of legendaries after that won't change how big the bonus was. Uh, bewitching Leechcraft. Uh, yeah, this is. I, I was like, sorry, this is this is I, this is card yeah, this yet? is top pick for grossest card. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's a it's an aura for blue and one with enchant creature. You can scroll past that you just see the text box. Uh, when when bewitching Leechcraft enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. Enchanted creature has if this creature would untap during your untap step, remove a plus one plus one counter from it instead. If you do, untap it. So this is my it makes armies a bit sad card uh, because like, oh, it, yeah. a, a, like it doesn't kill the army, but it slowly devours the army. Just like a leech. leech. Yep. And there's not a ton of other plus one plus one counters in the set. So against non-armies, it's mostly just like you're gone. Like go sit off to the side for this game. So uh, just scales them. It scales enemies down. It doesn't stop them. It just makes them kind of annoying to play. Sure. 
Uh, Breaking of the Fellowship. This is red and one for a sorcery. Target creature an opponent controls deals damage equal to its power to another target creature that player controls. The ring tempts you. So this has two targets, and it needs two targets. If you just want the temptation, you don't care about killing things, and your opponent only has one creature, that's too bad. It requires <laughs> a, a creature and another target creature they control. Okay. Um, the plus side of that is if you target two creatures and they sacrifice one, because like there's an orc that sacrifices creatures, uh, then it still happens because one of its targets is still around. The, da- the damage won't be dealt because there's not two things to, to hit, but you'll still get tempted by the ring, which is probably relevant to your life. This art is devastating, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Poor Frodo looks so looks sad. Yes. Terrified. <laughs> like, terrified. Yeah. Uh, they said to Randy Galigos, I need you to, to draw me a nine-year-old that just had all of his cookies taken yeah. away. Yeah. And he said, on it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Give me your cookies, Here Frodo. Yes. They should have been my they cookies. They should have been mine. They should have been my cookies. <laughs> um, dreadful as the storm. This is blue and two for an instant. Target creature has base power and toughness 5-5 five, five until end of turn. The ring tempts you. So this is an instant where the ring can tempt you, which is pretty neat. Um, this is pretty good on your army. Do not cast it on your opponent's armies would be my suggestion. Right. This changes their 0-0 zero, zero into a 5-5 five, five and then adds the plus one, plus one counters on top. Yeah, you're just um, going to make it bigger. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to make it bigger. It's a great combat trick. It also makes your hobbits into like pretty monstrous killers. Um, there's a lot of small creatures in this set. Uh, this this is basically just like plus three, plus three, or plus four, plus four. Well, this would get your wi- ring bearer through. Yeah. Well, you well, oftentimes will attack yeah. with the ring bearer, let them not block, and then, get, then, right, then and make then it bigger. Yeah. Yep. Um, it also saves your ring bearer. Uh, like, they'll block because they have to. There's a lot of must blocks in the set. And so they'll be like, yeah, I got a block. And then you're like, make it a five, five. I survive. <laughs> and then they're sad. Um, fog on the Barrow Downs. There's an aura for white and two with enchant creature. It says, enchanted creature is a spirit and can't attack or block. It reminds you, it loses all other creature types. Ah. Uh, this is the pacifism sure. that doesn't lock down armies because it makes the armies into a ghost. Yeah. And you can't, you can't recruit you people can't to a ghost. Amass on a yeah. ghost. You can't you, amass a ghost. Yeah, you can't amass a ghost. I don't know. They Aragorn, have no mass. Aragorn amassed yeah. a bunch of ghosts. I'm just saying. <laughs> Aragorn, Aragorn amassed a bunch of ghosts. Got when? a ghost army going. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah. This art is also spooky. Yes. I like the name it's of like this card sick. too. Fog on the Barrow Downs is a cool it's name. It's a good yes. name. It, like it's a good name. And, and it's a good description spooky. of like, you can't tell what's out there. You think it's all ghosts because they're all in the fog, right? Ooh, spooky. Like, yeah. It's it just feels good. Uh, there's a lot of these. Uh, Mirkwood Bats. Because I'm scared of this card. Uh, Mirkwood Bats is a black and three for a creature bat. It's a two, three. It is flying. Whenever you create or sacrifice a token... Each opponent loses one life. Um, so Mirkwood Bats, so the, the thing that I wanted to caution about is if you already have an army and you amass onto it, you're not creating another token. You're just sizing up the army that you have so it won't trigger. Um, Mirkwood Bats really, really, really like when you run a bakery. Like when you make a pile of food and then eat all your food. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it turns out that that's just yeah. a great thing to do. Um, I mean, ooh. we all know. Bats love a bakery. They yeah. are cupcake fiends. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they like to lick all that icing off the cupcakes. <laughs> I just love that. Imagine really a bat. Like, Look, that'd be really cute. <laughs> bats are cute. They are. If you like, if you don't think bats are cute, just go look at some, fo- like Google cute bats. Mm-hmm. 
and you're going to get some cute bats. So. And especially because like their ears start the size that they're going to start exactly. a lot of the time. It's so they're huge. They're huge ears and they eat bugs. Yes. They're doing really good and work, everyone. And when they hang on the ceiling upside down and then you look at it, uh, turn it right side up, it looks like they're having a dance party. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> when they're hanging See, up there. Lots of reasons to love bats. <laughs> uh, Pippin's Bravery. Pippin's Bravery is single green instant. You may sacrifice a food. If you do, target creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. Otherwise, the creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So you pick a target during casting. The order on this is all backwards, by the way. So the first thing that you do is you pick a target. Then your opponent decides what to do with it if they want to respond. If they don't and your spell resolves, then you get to decide whether or not you're sacrificing a food. Ah, interesting. And so you sacrifice the food during resolution. Okay. Um, once they know that you're sacrificing a food, they can't respond. So they're like, yeah, decide whether or not you're sacrificing a food. You're like, great, plus four, plus four. And they're like, well, but I have three damage. And they're, you're like, I'm sorry, man. Like, you let me resolve my spell. I got to yeah. pick this thing. So be, be aware that you, if you want to kill their creature with damage, you might have to do it before this resolves. Also, um, I feel bad for this orc. This this is the troll that or they the killed. Yeah, that's right. My bad. But yeah. like, I still feel bad. I know. It. So do I. It looks kind of cute in this picture. I know. S Anyways. Slip on the ring. Uh, so white and one, it's an instant. Exile target creature you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control. The ring tempts you. So uh, slip on the ring. If they take control of your creature, you can flicker it with slip on the ring to get, get it back at instant speed. Um, you can also then immediately choose it as your ring bearer because the ring tempts you. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think the, the objective is if your opponent takes control of one of your things, there's a couple ways to do it in the set. Mm -hmm. uh, then you can immediately just be like, nah, I would like that back. I would like it to also make it my ring bearer uh, on your end step. And then on my turn, I'm going to get to attack you with like a Psych! level three ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, do note that if you steal something and try to flicker it, you can't target it because it has to be something that started the game in your deck for you to own it. Yeah. Uh, Frodo Baggins. Frodo Baggins! The greatest little hobbit of them all. <laughs> so Frodo Baggins is white-green for a legendary creature halfling scout. It's a 1-3. Whenever Frodo Baggins or another legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, the ring tempts you. As long as Frodo is your ring bearer, it must be blocked if able. So I mentioned there's a couple things like this in the set. They say must be blocked if able. That doesn't mean all their creatures have to block if they can't. That just means they have to pick one blocker to block Frodo every turn. Yeah. So um, as long as he's your ring bearer, that is. So you can, Frodo at, at tier three ring uh, gets to just murder <laughs> something every turn. And Wow. With, uh, it's true. Frodo, Frodo yeah. at tier three ring. <laughs> yep. Frodo at tier three ring is a yep. stone cold killer. Yeah. And the, the, with three toughness, they can't block with anything with greater than one power. So they need to put three blockers together. And at tier three ring, he'll kill all of them. Like, <laughs> Wolf. It's a problem. <laughs> Frodo. He's a problem. The greatest yes. little hobbit of them all. Indeed, yes. Spock. Um, uh, Mauher. Uruk High Captain. I hope that that's how you pronounce that. Um, yes, I, it seems right. I mean, I shouldn't say yes, but I mean, like, I, you're going to be more knowledgeable I, about this than me. I have some truthiness feelings yeah. that that is correct. Uh, wow. So, Mauher Uruk High Captain is uh, red black for a legendary creature orc soldier. It's a 2 2 with menace. If one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on an army, goblin, or orc you control, that many plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. Um, <laughs> This includes when you first amass. When you first amass, remember the order is make a, make an army, then put some counters on it. Mm -hmm. So your first amass is still going to be plus one when Great. you have uh, when you have uh, Malher. 
I have a petition to make a a term for this because saying that many plus one, plus one, plus one counters are put on it instead is like the most, I just cannot handle it. (laughs) Yeah. And and you'll forget. I just want to say, sorry, go ahead. Saying plus one, uh, plus one, plus one, plus one counters is saying plus one three times in a row. And you start to get semantic satiation in a single sentence. And that's. Um, I just want to make sure that Maria wants to make up a term for something right now when (laughs) I'm still laughing at her saying. A-L-S to try and remember yeah. <laughs> what's Maybe his story. I should, okay, I'll pass it's like off. Just like a whole off for today. Just like take a I'll little breather. Making that turn. Like, and then later on, just like give it some time. Just give it a little time and think about it a little bit. <laughs> okay, you you came up with a great mechanic for this set that they did not use. I know. So you, I know. you're good at what you name Forge. And yep. so I think you should just name this because okay. you did a good job with naming that. I'll, let me think about okay, it. Okay, you think about wanna... it. And, and it probably is going to need to be able to t- take an yeah, adjective as well. Yeah. Because like there's uh, Bramblewood Paragon that says that like, warriors and elves you control enter with an additional plus one plus one counter okay okay so oh yeah all yeah. right that's good we'll just we'll just fix a bunch of problems right now yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. um uh, i have do have to say though they did print sec- second breakfast they did yes. absolutely print second breakfast but it, wasn't and it looks goodness. beautiful it's not exactly what we said but it's pretty it's close pretty, pretty, close. Close. pretty yeah. close um you you all talked about this two weeks ago and i want to talk about it again long list of the ends it's great uh long list of the ends is just one of the funniest sagas ever printed one two three four five six seven uh it costs single green uh, for a for an enchantment for a saga card with, that just with one two three whatever. four five six with six <laughs> uh, six uh, six stages that are all the same. Note a creature type that hasn't been noted for a long list of the Ents. When you cast your next creature spell of that type this turn, the creature enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on. Oh, it. there you go. There's yeah, the term. Yeah, should be on this okay. as yeah. well. So uh, long list of the Ents. Uh, first of all, if you're doing this in paper, just write them down. You won't remember in six turns what you name it in your first turn probably. Um, second, uh, sometimes you won't have a creature to cast and you need to burn a slot because you have to increase the saga. Uh, name something like Brushwag. <laughs> like Brushwag's a great Brushwag. one. Yeah. It's a type that won't burn your other types. Yeah. Um, and remember that both like the racial component and the class component are, are t- different types. So like every wizard in the set is also an avatar. So if you think you're going to have both Gandalf and Saruman, you might you know, name avatar one turn and then wizard the next turn or oh, and then you're halfling good. and citizen. Nice. Yeah. And so you'll probably be able to get a counter unless your deck is like entirely elves or something. You'll probably be able to get a counter every turn from long list to dance. Nice. what I like. I saw it at the pre pre-release and they were just like, yeah, make a counter on something every turn. It's actually quite good for single green. Um, <laughs> but again, think about a limited format where a single green, the next six creatures you cast one per turn enter with a plus and plus a counter being relevant. Like this format yep. surprised me with how like, all right, we're both going to have five creatures consistently. It was so. Okay. Uh, Landrovel horizon witness. This is a legendary bird. There's a bunch of legendary birds in the set. Wow. There's a blue white legendary bird that like prevents that like untaps your birds when they attack or something or gives Mighty them vigilance. Bird. It's great. Um, uh, I like that in this one, he's specifically flying away from Mount Doom. As yeah. if to answer the question, why didn't the eagles just fly them to Mount Doom? And in this one, they're like, he fly, he fly away. <laughs> yeah. Not into it. No, yeah. not about it. Um, so white and four uh, legendary creature bird noble three, four flying. Whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player, target attacking creature without flying gains flying into the end of turn. He jump. Yep. Yeah. He, he makes your creatures jump. He does not have to be attacking. So you could play Landrovel, and on the same turn that you played Landrovel, attack with two tiny hobbits, and one of them jumps. 
Okay, great. It, Love it doesn't you, really Joel. Have, yeah, it doesn't have appreciate a, you. Like, the bird doesn't actually lift people like other birds do. It just teaches them how to jump. Like, hey, I, teach a man to teach fly. A man to fly a man to Mount Doom, and you've only taken him to Mount Doom the one time. Yeah, teach, teach a man, a man to, to jump to Mount Doom, and then and they'll be can, able to jump into the lava whenever they want. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, the old adage holds. Yep. Uh, so Barrowblade, uh, and we're also going to talk about Old Man Willow here. Uh, so Barrowblade is a one-cost artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one. Whenever equipped creature blocks or becomes blocked by a creature, that creature loses all abilities until end of turn. Oh. And it is equipped one. So it stops death touch, but it doesn't stop the ring effect or the ring, like, because those aren't abilities of the creature, like we uh -huh. mentioned. Those are, those are abilities of, of the, the ring. The ring. And so Barrowblade doesn't stop you from getting messed up by your opponent's ring bearer. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, it does mess up Old Man Willow pretty bad. So Old Man Willow is green-black 2 for a legendary creature Treefolk. It has a star-star power and toughness. Old Man Willow's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Whenever Old Man Willow attacks, you may sacrifice another creature or a token. When you do, target creature an opponent controls gets minus 2, minus 2 until end of turn. So Old Man Willow has an ability that sets his power and toughness. If he loses that ability, his power and toughness become undefined, which becomes zeros, which means that he dies. I didn't really want to talk about this, but then they like put both of these cards in the set. If you block their barrel-bladed creature with an Old Man Willow, your Old Man Willow will die unless it has counters or another buff on it. Oh, that's so weird. Wow. It's very yeah. strange. Um, also, Old Man Willow's power and toughness is calculated all the time in all zones. So like there's, um, what's the name of the card? A Stern Scolding counter target. Creature spell with with power two or less, uh, it probably will never counter Old Man Willow, unless they only have two lands. In which case, why are they casting this truefall? Yeah. How are <laughs> they know. casting How this truefall? How are they casting it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Something strange has happened. So, you yeah. know, Old Man Willow was like one of the to me like one of the most actually spooky parts of the books. That's all. <laughs> That's fair. I actually thought that Merkwood itself was pretty spooky. Yeah. That would be my my other vote. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, so Sting, the Glinting Dagger. It's a two-cost legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has haste. At the beginning of each combat, untap equipped creature. And equipped creature has first strike as long as it's blocking or blocked by a goblin or orc. I love it. Equipped two. Now I have a question. I have a question about that. Okay. That, that last ability, equipped creature has first strike as long as it's blocking or blocked by a goblin or orc. Uh -huh. What does that mean? Um, it means that, um, okay, I attacked with, yep. you know, Frodo, and yep. he's wearing the sting, the glinting dagger. Okay. And an, um, an orc blocks him. Now yep. Frodo has first strike, kill, yep. or, kill orc. Yep. And so if I attack you with an Oliphant, which isn't an orc, right? And you have that Frodo with sting and you block my Oliphant, do you get first strike? No. It looks like you might, actually. Oh, why? As long as it's blocking. Or oh, blocked by a goblin I or orc. See. So there, you could read this both ways. Yeah, right? you could. It's, it's unclear. You could. I'm pretty sure that it means that it means the way that you're thinking, which is only if the goblin or orc is on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes. it responds to goblins or orcs. Yes. Um, the, the English language is great, and this is semantically ambiguous. I'm pretty yeah. sure that it's. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> blocking or blocked by a duo. goblin or orc. I'm pretty sure that it's yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, th this isn't in the release notes, so we'll find out, I guess. Um, That's interesting, that though. You, correct. You're making a good yeah. point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I would play it as it has to be in combat with an orc or goblin on the other side to get that bonus. Um, but blocking would also make sense. Like Sting is good at defending. I don't know. So uh, Shelob, Child of Ungoliant. Uh, green, black, four for a legendary creature, Spider Demon. 
I, this is a great tagline, by the way. I really is, love this yeah, tagline. Awesome. Um, it's an 8-8 with Death Touch and Ward 2. An 8-8 Death Touch, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it needed it. <laughs> it you know? definitely needs Death Touch. Um, it says other spiders you control have Death Touch and Ward 2. Wow. So, like, that makes sense. Whenever another creature dealt damage this turn by a spider you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a food artifact with two mana tap, sacrifice this artifact, you gain three life, and it loses all other card types. It's so, because she rolled him up yes, for snack. Yes. You kill opponent's creatures with your spiders, and then you hold on to them to be food for you for later. It makes you lose being a creature. Delicious. But you don't stop having your abilities, right? But you've taken their opponent's creature, and you gave the abilities of that creature as a food, right? Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> it, it loses the types, but not the abilities. It's a copy of it. So it can sure. be a flying food. <laughs> yes, or it could have like it could be that it could be the bird that says whenever you attack with two things, the food teaches you how to jump. Oh yeah, oh weird. it's a jumping food. It's a jumping food. Great. Or how about this? What if you eat their? What if you eat their grand? The the one vehicle in the set. So it is a food vehicle. Yeah. Wow. Can it be crude? It, well, it's, it's not. It's not. It stops being a vehicle, right? But, but it can still be crew it. because it has the crew ability, <laughs> so you can crew your food. I've always, I always wanted to always pilot my potato my, into the yeah, sun. Remember to crew yeah. your food 25 times before you swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yes. We've lost another patron. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost so, so many, many patrons so many of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very cool. There were cool. some things that we said before you were on the show, yeah. Rob. We no, that's fair. We'll hold that's you responsible fair. for this one, but not for this. No, you, those, you are not guilty of those. But, but I wanted to put the crew your food in there. I tried yeah. so hard. Very um, good. You can crew so your food. Shagrat, loot bearer. Uh, Shagrat, loot bearer is red, black, two for a legendary creature orc soldier. It's a four, four. Whenever Shagrat loot bearer attacks, attach up to one target equipment to it. Then amass orcs X, where X is the number of equipment attached, attached to Shagrat. Um, so the, the thing with Shagrat here is he takes your opponent's stuff, right? He equips your opponent's equipment to himself. Nice. It's very good. Um, they still control that equipment. He reminds you. It's very sneaky to try to remind you that you could take your opponent's stuff. The control of the equipment doesn't change. So if the equipment has a trigger that is like, uh, so swords oftentimes say whenever a creature deals damage to a player, you do a thing. That's the controller of the sword doing the thing. Mm -hmm. um, so be careful about that. The control doesn't right. change. They can move it when it gets back to their turn. They can equip it to, to move it around. To take it back uh, to from take it Sha back. Yeah. Shagrat? He's, he's really good at thieving, but he's not good at keeping what he steals. Like, I well, don't know. He's not very clever. He's a thief, not a good one. Yeah, well, That's like, a great reminder because, yeah. like you said, a lot of times equipment will give you a bonus. And if you yeah. take their thing, they're going to get the bonus. It depends. You have to read what the equipment says. Because, like, sure. when you look okay. back at Sting, Sting gives all the stuff to the creature, right? Um, equipped creature has first strike, yeah. for example. Yeah. And so the, yeah, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one has haste. That does give it to the creature. At the beginning of each combat on tap, equipped creature, that's going to be too late for Shagrat because he takes it every combat, right? Yeah. Uh, when it attacks, yeah. And so he's going to take Sting and knock it untapped by it. Uh, flowering of the White Tree. It's white, white for legendary enchantment. Legendary creatures you control get plus two, plus one, and have ward one. Jeez. Non-legendary creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Love this card. This Love card's it. very good. Um, so, Flowering of the White Tree, uh, like, it itself isn't that complicated or weird, but it interacts very strangely with ring tempting you. Because if the ring tempts you, your creature is going to get bigger as it becomes legendary, right? Yes. And it'll get ward one. You might think your opponent's like, all right, I'm going to try to kill your creature, and you're like, in response, I'm going to 
have the ring tempt me. I'm going to make that creature legendary. Now it has ward. Well, ward's a triggered ability when they cast their spell. They've already cast their spell. You're trying to respond to their spell. It's too late. The ward doesn't kick in. Gotcha. Um, and so it's one of those things that can sneakily make ward at instant speed. Ward at instant speed does not behave the way that you want it to, basically. Yeah. Um, it's just just weird. We also had that briefly come up with the um, the one battle, py- the Pylea yeah, battle. Yeah, the Pylea battle. That was very possible. Uh, back in. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, back a month ago. Yes, back in <laughs> yeah, not that uh, one month oh, ago. <laughs> what, one full month ago. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, so the doors of Durin, uh, green, red, three for a legendary artifact. Whenever you attack, scry two. Then you may reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. Until your next turn, it gains trample if you control a dwarf and hexproof if you control an elf. So you just get to put it. Yeah, you just you just look at the top two and you're like, I like that one, and you get to put it on the battlefield. Creator of Behemoth. Yep. Wow. Or in this limited format, you might put an elf onto the battlefield and then give that creature hexproof because it checks. Because the order is you put it out and then you check if you have a dwarf or an elf. Oh, okay. That's and nice. so if you put an elf out with this, you can give that same elf hexproof from having an elf, even if you had no elves before this happened. And so your opponent might be stuck, unable to, to you know, stop your elf. <laughs> It's hard to stop an elf, notably, but this yeah, makes yeah. it even harder. Yep. That's very cool. I like this card a lot. Yeah, I think this is very fun. Um, and that's my that's my card. That's my cards for the set. This wow. set has a ton of words. I probably could have done another 5, 10, 20 cards. Sure. Of just like interesting things. But I tried to rein it in because like I don't need to talk about Samwise Gamgee and like uh, about how cool he is and about how his, <laughs> his wife is in the set, but they don't have partner. And like... <laughs> Why? Uh, like, but we do have Tom his, Bombadil's wife in this set. Relationship with isn't that his daughter? Frodo is more. That's his wife. The river daughter. Yeah, isn't it? I thought that was his daughter. No, that's I, that's his wife for is sure. Is it his wife? Yeah. Tom Bombadil marry river daughter. Oh, you're right. You're right. He does. I was I'm like, if that's his, I have not read these books in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's his wife anyway i just yeah. have to point her out yeah, because why, does, why doesn't he have partner with his wife uh the, great there is no partner there but let me tell you because is, his relationship with frodo is more important <laughs> <laughs> tom bombadil's relationship oh, with wait, Frodo's no, more no, important. I, I didn't realize you were talking, i thought we were talking about sam oh, oh okay. yeah no no no, sam, no, no I, I was like <laughs> sam doesn't have partner with his wife because frodo is his more important partner because frodo lifetime, is his wife let's get real because frodo and sam are married <laughs> yes yeah but tom oh yeah uh, Tom, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. there's there's a bunch of these like romantic relationships in this that like Tom's just like a weirdo who can't be pinned down. Okay? <laughs> like that's my vibe. Him and Goldberry have an open relationship. Exactly, they're very, you know, they're just vibing. You know, t- Tom Bombadil and the river river daughter Polycule is something that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right? like it's not not true. Yeah. Uh, this this her art. I'm just uh, I'm just entranced by it. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that you could, I mean, there's so many awesome cards in this yes, set. There's tons of legends with interesting things. Like I can talk about Bill the Ponies, like power assigning, but we've done that in every set, right? Yeah. 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 Like uh, there, there's also the shadow facts teaches us the meaning of haste. Like, uh, it's beautiful. Yep. Truly a beautiful uh, detail. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts, like they decided to make every random name character legendary. That's fine. That means it's more legendaries than yeah. Yeah, the most legend heavy set ever. And darn. Yeah. Like, if you have a question that you want Rob to address, um, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5. And in the comments of the video, yes. you can put your question there. Rob comes by and yeah. checks. Yeah, I would love to chat with you all about it. And or chat in the Discord. And the Discord. Yeah, yeah, the Discord's yeah. so so much fun. Um, it's time now for cutest and grossest card from this set. Yeah. yeah. 
um, as we are wont to do. Well, um, Rob already made me stare at the grossest part for <laughs> yeah, seven minutes. I didn't. That was not so, intentional. That was that was just because I actually had something I mean, yeah, interesting you needed to say. To talk about it. It's yep. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's the we, leech we, card. We, I don't ever yes. want to talk about it again. Yeah. We, yeah. And we know what your pitch for cutest card is, and I agree with you. It's Bill the Pony, well, right? Bill, it's Bill, Bill the, pony. the Pony. If I didn't pick Bill the Pony as cutest card of the set, Megan would literally end my life right I now. Think I, I think I did, yeah. in fact, last you episode that. say I yes. would murder yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not just I just didn't yeah. make that up. She actually said it. I did say yeah. it. It's on so. the tape. Yep. <laughs> Play the tape. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I am, hello, I am doing a crime. Uh, yeah. Will you say that a little louder into my lapel, please? Yes, I am <laughs> currently doing a crime. Uh, anyway, that was Megan's. <laughs> yeah, she yes. says okay, but you can give us some runner-ups. As yeah. like, my, my pitch for runner-up was Ethelian Kingfisher. Very cute. Like, oh, very this cute. bird is so happy to be eating whatever kind of fish it's eating. Yeah, he's just having a nice time. He's adorable. He fish. Um, I thought also uh, the green hobbit that gives you a mana, Delighted Halfling. Oh, Delighted Halfling. Is oh, very that cute. card is very cute. They're, they're very happy to have whatever yeah. random piece like of whatever great yeah. snack or like no they have like a little they have a figurine. trinket from yeah, yeah they have a trinket from um from gandalf right very yeah. cute great. but but bill the pony congratulations you are cutest card like, obviously you are bill <laughs> you pandered yep. to us and you won wizards Look of the coast at, like i never want to stop looking at this pony <laughs> that's how cute this pony is oh, who did this piece uh, um Christina, Christina Kraus. Kraus. I don't have anything from her. I should look. Christina Kraus. Great job, yeah. Christina. Yeah. Doing right by horse people world over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh my god. Look, look at his little tail. And obviously he's got like a steady gait because he has an open yeah. basket of apples on his back and exactly. haven't fallen out. Right. He's just real chill. He's a good yep. pony. He's a good yeah. pony. Do a good job. This set um, looks so fun, and I'm so excited that they've made a universes beyond. That's an entire draftable, playable set. Yes. You yeah. know. Um, and done, I think they've done right by Lord of the Rings here with yeah. the set too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I didn't even talk about smog. Like, <laughs> yeah. I could have talked about smog. Like, <laughs> the, the question is why 14, right? We'll, we'll, ne we'll never know. No, you know why, for you know why, right? <laughs> you know why he makes 14 tokens, 14 treasures? Go for it, Rob. Because there's, there's 14 members of the original party that nice. raid the, the mountain and they split up the treasure under the mountain 14 ways. Megan, oh. you did promise to do a, a story time where you told us the entire Lord of the Rings in five minutes. I know, but now Judge Rob was here. I know. Oh no. Do you want me to? You have to do it in um, 30 seconds. Oh my goodness. No, we can't do it in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll do it. Okay. I know we said we were going to do it, but that was before we were like, oh, we can have a Judge Rob episode. Yeah, right, 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 right. So when we're back from our vacation that's, in three weeks, that's gonna be I will have a five-minute five synopsis of Lord of the Rings okay. for you. All right. We jokingly said that I would do four minutes and 30 seconds on The Hobbit and then 30 seconds on the yeah. entire trilogy of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> But That's I will fair. try and I will try and make it an even five minutes, five minutes full story okay. from The Hobbit through Return of the King. Okay, so one great. minute per book and then one minute for the appendices. Yeah, exactly. Is that the plan? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to read the Silmarillion <laughs> and also give you one minute on that. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I want to be super clear. I will not be doing that. I tried to listen to the Silmarillion book on tape. Um, it is super interesting, I think, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of hard to listen to. It's like listening to the Bible on tape. You just kind of like snooze <laughs> you alert. Just, you just described <laughs> church. <laughs> church is nothing, if nothing, not the Bible as a book on tape. <laughs> yeah. Split up across every week of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, just the slowest roll of the Bible on tape possible. Artifacts, legendaries, and, and sagas. sagas. <laughs> a, L, 
us. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Luck High Five. Yes. Uh, thank you again to uh, all of our new patrons, to Victor, Joshua, Conan, and Owen. Yay. We so appreciate it. It means the world to us. Yes. Thank you as well again to Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Head on over there. Get some sweet Lord of the Rings stuff. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. again to Judge Rob for always coming in here and uh, giving us all the lowdowns on these new sets. We yes. hope you have a fabulous so- time at your pre-release have a great time um if you're a patron come and show us your deck that you made in our discord we'd love to see it absolutely you can tweet at us at glhf magic uh you can just like take a picture and then um send it uh, attach it to a pigeon's foot yeah uh, your phone and help and send that pigeon our way yeah uh, the pigeon may not make it because your phone's probably pretty heavy but well, you, you don't know, know how strong a pigeon is yeah, i don't if it's a very strong pigeon i don't I, have any sense of the strength of a pigeon <laughs> how strong is, is a, a pigeon and we will see you in a couple of pigeon. weeks the well, as we said the podcast will be here the next three weeks yes it will so you can continue listening but we will be coming at you live Three weeks from Three now. Three weeks from now. Pigeons' w- wing muscles are about 60% of their total body weight, more wow. than most other birds, making them strong flyers. They can cover about 500 miles a day at speeds of up to 50 miles an hour. So the answer is a pigeon is strong. <laughs> pigeons are buff. Yeah. Good luck, high five. Pigeons are buff. <laughs>